Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 30th of January 2021. And the title of this episode is Girl Heroes. I hope I'm not calling it early. But I think there's been a victory. I remember when the phrase a girl gamer was either used as a pejorative or as tokenising dismissal. It really shouldn't matter, should it? It should just be gamer. These days, when I see the phrase girl gamer, it tends to be a hashtag put on content by the creator herself. Oftentimes it is on Twitch or TikTok. I think it's a victory as the phrase has been captured, reclaimed and owned. So, what about girl heroes? Well, first up, let's hope that that phrase never becomes a thing. I'm using it here to spark a conversation about games, computer games, in which the lead character is female. Marketing research by a bingo site shows that 2021 already has more female-led computer games than the whole of 2020. And that's not a great stat. Between 2017 and 2018, the amount of PlayStation games with female leads halves. And while 2021 has had a better start, it still has a long way to go to get back to to where we were just a few years ago. Xbox, which tends to have fewer games, does worse in terms of the ratio of male-led to female-led. But 2021 is at least on track to be their best year ever. If we look at next-gen platforms, only 21% of Xbox Series X or S games have a female lead and the PlayStation 5 is at just 22%. There's no genre in which there are more female-led characters than male. The top two are adventure and visual novels, and the worst are racing games and sports games. I suspect those last two are a disappointing reflection on real life and modern broadcast entertainment. The majority of computer role-playing games let you pick your character, but... When they don't, there's more than a twice as likely chance that you'll be playing a man than playing a woman. Right, let's move on to games where you have full control. It's the end of the month, and so I've published the RPG Publisher Spotlight interview, and it's with Parts Per Million. If you are interested in solo RPGs, then Parts Per Million is a publisher to get to know. You will find them on DriveThruRPG. Initially... The company was called PPM, and the founders were Paul, Peter and Marcus, and now it's parts per million as only Peter is left. It's perhaps fits that Peter has gone on to build such a solid reputation for solo RPG projects. He's done it all himself. There's even a PPM Discord to check out if you have questions. It's not quite a solo tool, but Described caught my attention this week. It is a subscription site for GMs and DMs. It gives you flavour text, or boxed text as they call it, to read out when you need a description for a room, an NPC, an item, a location, or you know something like that in a role-playing game. There is a free level of access, but it seems to be quite restrictive, and you will struggle to get much to say for basics like goblin or sword. Or you can pay a monthly fee to join and get more. It costs about the same as a streaming platform, so it isn't cheap. But if describing things is the bane of your role as the GM, or perhaps is stopping you from being the GM in the first place, then I see the attraction. 
It's also a business model that means the service will get better the more people find it useful. Why? Simply put, it will be able to pay writers for more content and will therefore have more to give its subscribers. Yeah, it's that subscription model again, that holy grail of RPG income streams. There's a Kickstarter launch this week called Backwater, Southern Gothic Horror, which is set in the southern slice of America after the apocalypse. Yeah, you can get the PDF or even a hardback of the rules, but it is cheaper, at least to begin with, to subscribe to one year of online access of the digital rules. I think the Kickstarter looks good. I've not seen much coverage for it, which might explain why the pledges are a bit lower than I would expect, but really I have to wonder whether tabletop gamers are a bit wary of subscription models in the hobby. We're collectors and we want to own our collections, and other subscription models haven't been a fantastic success. Even Wizards of the Coast tried and failed with DDI. But let's wait and see what happens. I suspect it's a matter of when, not if. Also, let's not be too harsh on Wizards of the Coast, as I think we can use their unearthed arcana to illustrate what a light-touch subscription model looks like. Arcana Unearth just happens to be free, and the company releases it as playtest content. However, it does show the gradual evolution of D&D 5, and that change over time is a strength of the approach. The latest Unearth Arcana is out and contains three undead player race options, the Dampire, Hexblood and Reborn. Each of these three has many different ways that they could have been created, and I think that helps keep the races, or perhaps we should say lineages, helpfully broad. The headline focus from the Gothic lineage release isn't really the lineages themselves, but the introductory comments on how D&D handles races. This playtest builds on Tasha and absolutely suggests Wizards of the Coast have not finished with their project to rescue D&D from some of the baggage of yesteryear. While we're talking about online tools like Described and free content from, you know, Gothic lineages, let me also point out Here Be Taverns. Here Be Taverns is a free website that will generate a fantasy tavern for you with the click of a button. It will draw a map, it will create a menu and NPCs for you. I'm impressed and I recommend checking it out. As ever, you will find a link back to the transcription in the show notes and everything mentioned in the podcast is accessible from there. I'm not sure whether I'm impressed with the next bit of news or not. As expected, there's a new trilogy of classic Dragonlance books coming. New and classic may seem like an oxymoron, but in this case it means the classic Dragonlance characters are in the new story. This might be impressive because it looked as if for a while Wizards of the Coast wouldn't be approving any more Dragonlance books. Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman started legal proceedings to respond to that. So on one hand, well done to these wealthy individuals who took on an even wealthier company and won. On the other hand, the authors roped in concerns about racism and sexism to make this happen. And as I said in a previous episode, if you really believe a company has such terrible problems, would you work with them? Well, neither author will comment further. Okay, let's move on from that big money clash to some freebies. The one-page dungeon contest for 2020 has now published the results, and it's a tie for first place. Well done to Stephen Thompson for Canal City Heist, and P. Aaron Potter for The Riven Tower. 
it's good news all round as entries have been published and you can now download 50 free one-page dungeons from the site. The other bit of free content that made my week is the spider chair for Cyberpunk Red. That's a free DLC from RTG. In other words, this is the combat wheelchair for Cyberpunk and it's designed by Sarah Thompson who freelances for RTG and who designed that initial combat wheelchair for D&D that kicked off a month of drama. And I am going to swing back to RPGs before the end of the podcast, but I want to make a quick diversion into other geeky entertainment stories. First up, Felicia Day of the Guild, Geek and Sundry and many popular TV shows has narrated her first audiobook. I'm amazed that she's not done this before. Too busy, I wonder? The book is Rule of Cool and you can pre-order it now and it will be out on Audible next month. It's a lit RPG story which means the mechanics of role-playing will be exposed to readers and perhaps even characters. Day gives the example of watching your own charisma role happening as you try and chat with somebody at the bar. Rule of Cool is a story from Matthew Siege and Day reads as Rays, a non-participating citizen goblin. Yeah, an NPC goblin. Hey, you know what? Today's the last day in Audible UK in which every purchase you make is a chance to win an Echo smart speaker. I've just decided to pre-order it myself. The other bit of entertainment news is Godzilla vs Kong. The trailer for the movie is out. Oh, I remember movies. To say the least, the trailer has sparked some discussion. There's a line in it where one of the humans speculate that Godzilla is attacking because he's angry. What could he be mad about, they wonder. The internet laughed. If Godzilla represents humanity's hubris and damage to the natural environment, there's no shortage of things for the Kaiju to be angry about. It might be quicker to list the things he's not upset about. And King Kong's size is the other talking point. He's a big monkey, and he towers over buildings that he might otherwise have climbed up. Was he always this big? If not, how did he get to this size? Or perhaps the movie makers won't address it at all. What do you think? There are kudos at stake for predicting in advance. Now, to finish up, let's get back to RPGs and talk about two charity bundle deals. In the next day, the layout level up bundle at H will expire, but if you're quick enough, you'll get 67 RPGs for only 20 bucks, and every two bundles sold puts some design software in the hands of independent creators. This is a good cause. The other bundle is a traditional humble bundle deal. This week, the bundle is hosting 5th edition Dungeon Extravaganza. But there are some system agnostic books in there too. It's worth a quick peek, at least. And Geek Native lists all the titles to save you a click. And let's wrap there. Keep safe, stay out of melee range, and see you next week.